Welcome to the Asian Dating Podcast. Today we have Jasbina Alawala, who is an Indian American attorney turned matchmaker. She adds a unique contribution to the matchmaking industry. She has pioneered a progressive approach to matchmaking, which blends the best of the East and West so her clients can move towards mutually fulfilling partnerships. She is the founder and president of Intersections Match by Jasbina, the only premier personalized matchmaking and dating coaching firm for Indian singles in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Welcome to the show, Jasbina. How are you today? It's a pleasure to be here, May. I'm doing great. So, Jasmina, thank you for joining us today. Tell me a little bit about the women that you work with and uh, how they find love through your service. Sure. So, okay. So I work with men and women. Okay. And they're predominantly Indian American, although we have exceptions that predominantly Indian American. So the women I work with, I really invoke for all of them. I want all of them in their unique, special way. I like them to date in, an, in what I call an empowered way, right? It's high value women, right? And that is not only because I think that dating and living as a high high value woman, right, in an empowered way, is is really um, a fulfilling way to life, to exist, right? But it's also quite magnetic to men because, as I mentioned, I have um, I serve men as well as women. I have male as well as female clients, and my men really they don't. None of them come to me and say, "I want an empowered woman." Woman, but what they say, what they describe in terms of what they want. Is really in aligned with this idea of a high value woman, of an empowered woman. Okay. So it's not only a way that I feel is, um, you know, like I said, fulfilling for a woman to exist in, but it's also something that is quite attractive to, um, to the kind of men that these women want. All right. So it's really comes full circle in that sense. How would you describe an empowered woman yeah, like absolutely think of one of your female clients and how would you describe her to me like what kind of person is she sure okay so first of all an empowered woman can come in all different kind of uh, careers like to to um to disavow any uh any myths in terms of is there a certain there's no certain profession of how how high high value empowered woman could come from can come from any different profession can have all different aspirations right um so what what is the commonality what do empowered women share all right so one is a, a sense of self okay being comfortable in your own skin right a sense of self a sense of confidence, okay? That's a big one, confidence. Um, that is so highly attractive to men and it is just a courageous way to live, right? Um, so confidence, they should be juiced up about their life, right? So that's, you know, being passionate about their life, being juiced up, right? Um, being happy, having, finding joy, being able to find joy in their life. Mm -hmm. and all women find it in all different ways. There's not one prototype way that all women should find joy, all women should be happy, but the um, having that happiness, right? Again, not only a fun way to live, but magnetic to men as well. Um, so we've got self-confidence, we've got passion about life, authenticity, all right? So authenticity is really embracing, you know, embracing your accept, being, you know, part of authenticity, is really 
showing who you are, accepting who you are, right? So this level, it kind of all goes together, right? When having self-acceptance really lends itself to having self-confidence, right? Um, having self-acceptance really reflects a level of authenticity, right? Understanding yourself, being good with yourself. No one's perfect. So it's certainly not meaning that we all have to be perfect, but it does mean that we are self-aware and we have, again, I, I keep going back to a sense of self, right? Mm -hmm. um, so these are the three, these are three things. And I think when we are accepting of ourselves, we tend to be more accepting of others, right? And so this also lends itself not only in how we, how we exist ourselves, but how we interact with others, right? When we are, um, when we're accepting of ourselves, accepting of other people. When we are authentic, we can accept the authenticity of others as well, right? We're not expecting them to be someone other than who they are, right? When we're when we're authentic, we're not, we're not changing ourselves to be who we think someone wants us to be. It's uh, just being all around a great catch, right? Just having passion for what you do, having a purpose in life, being confident with yourself, admitting that you want to be dating to meet somebody that you genuinely want to find somebody and to make room for that person and have time for that person. It's just um, having confidence and going out there and introducing yourself at a party and being true to yourself and not lying, but being loyal, a good friend, kind. So is that kind of what you're saying? Like just all around a good solid catch where when you interview her, you're like, wow, you're such a great catch. I, I'm so amazed you're not snatched up. Like, is that kind of what embodies an empowered woman where she's all those things? Like these are all the guys are looking for her, you know, like such a great uh, partner to anyone out there. Is that kind of what you mean by that? Sure. No, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I think you touch on something, um, which is this idea of, you know, this balance between, you know, really accepting oneself and enjoying one's life and also being able to say, you know, I have a great life mm -hmm. and it would be additive to have a partner as well. Right. Not the idea of, you know what, I'm, I am not desperate for a partner. I, you know, this idea that someone is either desperate, desperate for a partner or has no need for a partner, right? There's something in the middle of that. And that is, you know, I've got a great life and I'm looking to, you know, have someone to partner in it, to share, right? To share our great lives, to share all the juiciness that I have in my life and join it with his, yeah. right? So it's it's a different come from. It's yeah. not about I have this lack in my life and I need to fill it with something. And so somebody, right? somebody come fill it, that's the most, um, you know, non-magnetizing thing, right? That's what yeah, leads them to run for the hills. The idea of, you know, you know, the most magnetic thing, right, for 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 a man, I believe, is to kind of see a woman just really being juiced up by her life, right? And then he also wants to be part of that. Yeah. yeah? It's a party he wants to join. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, women out there who don't let the man be a man? What if um, she's just so independent, so strong-willed, so confident in what she does? She makes a great living. 
and she gets offended if a guy opens the door for her or offers to pay the bill. Like, do you get women like that in your, um, your clients or your database? Well, I think we've all, you know, we've all, you know, seen women like that. Some of us have sometimes, you know, been women like that, right? It's, it's a hard, you know, it's, um, it can be kind of confusing out that a lot of, a lot of us, you know, in the, in the work world, right? So first of all, things have transitioned so much, right? A lot of, a lot of the traits that are, you know, highly valued in the, in the used to be male dominated work you know, workspace, especially for some high-powered professions, right? Where um, some of the male traits of, you know, doggedness and um, systems and, you know, all of this is, is highly valued and really go, can go along. We're both, you know, business women in that sense. And and same, there's certain traits that, right, that really, um, you know, having a conviction and, and, you know, and all of these things that can be really helpful. So I find that, What's really valuable is a woman's ability to, um, you know, to exist in both of these worlds and to really have these dual parts of her, right? In, in terms of the masculine feminine. So being able to receive, right? Not only to be able, so that's receptivity, right? If a guy is wanting to open a door for a woman, right? So that or a offering to pay a bill, that's really a woman's ability to receive that with grace can go a long way also, right? So if a man is offering to pull the door out, it can be seen as, well, you know, like, oh, you know, a big smile and oh, thank you. It doesn't have to be seen as, well, he probably doesn't think I'm capable of doing that myself, right? That's coming from a, that's coming from a different energy. Yeah. So the energy of just being, um, having grace about it, right? And really, um, and here's one thing, right? Compliments. This is huge. A lot of women will deflect a compliment. Right. A man might say, oh, you know, something, something complimentary. It could be anything. Well, oh, that looks great on you or um, what have you. And what, let's say it's a, it's a dress that really brings out a woman's eyes. Right. Like, dress really looks great on you. What, what, a, what will a woman do? A lot of times a woman will say, oh, this whole thing or, oh, yeah, but I think it make, makes me look fat over here or something. That's the death to it. Right. That's a death now. A guy's kind of putting it out there. He's, He's just appreciative of what he's seeing. And as soon as a woman says something like that, it kind of just rains on that parade, right? So um, so I am being able to receive compliments, being able to receive those kind of gestures, right? That's not um, oxymoronic with being an empowered woman, right? But let me step back for a second. Empowered, right? It has the word power in it, okay? Sometimes people think, ooh, it's a very masculine way of being like, Power. You have power over everyone. You control everyone, right? That's not what we're talking about. Empowered is not about controlling everyone. Empowered is really having a sense of mastery over yourself, though. Okay? Mastery over yourself, way different thing. I always say there's no no woman or no man, you know, no one's gonna control uh, any woman who wants to control a man like that's not really going to happen right in terms of that um but a woman who wants to be empowered in her own self be a master of her own self and being able to um you know recognize things in herself being able to be the opposite of okay so one of the most common things um i hear i'm sure you do you've worked with men the drama queen right so who is the drama queen is a drama queen empowered 
I would argue, no, that's the opposite of an empowered woman. A drama queen is a woman who, you know, she can't really regulate her emotions at all. She gets to a point where she just, you know, flies off the handle. And the guy's kind of like, wait, what just happened, right? What? That's drama, okay? Um, what empowered is, is a woman recognizing, huh, something is not sitting right with me, right? A woman who trusts herself and can recognize and, and is reflective and says, wow, something's not sitting right with me and kind of lets herself kind of sit with that and, and, and say, okay, you know, this is my stuff. It's, I'm getting triggered here. What is this? Right. And identify sort of, okay, could identify, yeah, this is my trigger. I'm getting triggered by something and it has nothing to do with this person or, you know, I'm getting triggered here. And you know what? It's really not okay how he's treating me in this way. Okay, so an empowered woman will we'll bring that up, right? It's not that I'm saying an empowered woman should just, you know, take whatever she gets and, you know, just be absolutely not. An empowered woman should recognize that, you know, something's bothering her here. Let me step back. Let me see what it, what is it, okay? Identify it. Okay, you know what? Really, we're falling into a pattern where he's doing something that I don't really appreciate. You know, I'm not going to go and bite his head off. I'm actually going to address it, right, in a respectful way, in a, in a place of curiosity, something like, you know, I felt this when this happened. And then so take kind of responsibility for your own feelings. This is what I felt. Um, and like address it, right? Um, so tell me, maybe I misunderstood. I, this is what I heard you say. Tell me. Um, Tell me more about that. Like, tell me, where is that coming from? Tell me more about that, right? And not being scared to go ahead and address things, right? So it's courageous. An empowered woman is courageous, right? She's willing to go places. She's willing to have awkward conversations. She's willing to learn more. And she's willing to not have to be right, right? She can be curious about, you know, what, you know, where's this coming from? What did you mean by this? These kind of things, um, as opposed to the woman who's a drama queen, who's going to maybe not say anything. I don't want to rock the boat. I'm not going to say anything. Kind of let things happen over and over again. They're really building up for her. And at some point, it just gets too much. She flips the lid, right? That's drama. But instead, being able to recognize, being self-aware, identifying what's going on and sitting with it and then addressing it is what is an empowered way to be. So an empowered woman acts in an empowered way. That's what I would say. And what is an empowered way? These kind of things that I'm telling you. Does that make sense? So pretty much not be afraid to put things forward and have a conversation like what we all should do, right? Probably what her therapist or her best friend would say, well, you should have brought it up. So just not let things drag on, but just have the courage to say, hey, let's address this or this is how it made me feel and go forward with that. Right. So not. Um, Absolutely. Like, so right. be comfortable to have maybe uncomfortable conversations, right? Yeah. Having faith that, you know what, it's all going to work out. Right. Yeah. It's not being scared of nothing. Right. And here's another way to be empowered, right? Not attaching to outcome. Right. Okay. So right. that's going on a day where you're not thinking, oh, this is the last man on earth. I've gone nail this or, or I'm sunk, right? But this is going on and say, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to make a mission of having fun with this. And I'm going to do that, right? And that way, right, we, we take, you know, 
again, it's control over ourselves, it's not control over others. It's not control over the circumstances around us. It's saying, what's under our control? Ourselves. And that's what we're going to focus on in that sense. So when you send a man and a woman out on a date, what are some things aside from make sure you try to go out with him three times to get a good gauge on him or ask questions like those typical advice that you would give? How would you give uh, your dates some honest, authentic dating advice before they go out? Sure. So one thing, it goes back to the passion, right? Because not only women, I find that some of these things actually are also for men, right? Keep in mind, a woman also wants a man who's two stuff by his life, right? It, it goes both ways. So one of the ways I like, I like to send our people out and say, you know what? Your mission here, right? It's not to decide if this is your husband or your wife. Instead, your mission is, why don't you make it a point to come back there having a sense of what Jesus is putting up? by being ready to share what's exciting about your life, what uses your life up, and ask him about his, or ask her about hers, right? That's so conducive to connection, to be talking and thinking about, and talking about things that juice us up anyways, right? So, you know, a lot of, sometimes I feel that singles, um, they stumble on this, it's a common pitfall, that it's kind of like having a conversation and you're sharing something you know, that you enjoy and I don't enjoy that. So I'm like, oh, I don't enjoy that, I'm not my commonality. Let me find another thing. And it's kind of like, ooh, kind of almost get into desperate for neck engine. But what do we have in common? What can we share? No, it's not about that at all. It doesn't have to be, well, you play tennis, I play tennis, right? So we have something common there. Instead, it's about, well, you know, Tell me about, oh, wow, me, you, you know, you know, your date plays a uh, tennis. Learn more about that. Learn, with, you know, why does that person play tennis? Learn about, that's a good way to learn about their values. And why did they choose to play tennis? And, you know, or better get, and this is what I love to tell people, right? It's going to be so boring. What do you do? What do I do? Like in, for, in terms of for a living, right? Like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? Oh, where do you work? Like, that's boring, right? Instead, who? Instead, a really fun way to do it, two different ways. Okay, I'm to both of them somewhat, both of them playful, right? Um, the other thing, being playful, right? This is some, an empowered way. So in terms of like one one way to go about it could be, you know, go there so that you know someone's going, okay, what, what do you do for a living? So instead of just saying, you know, I'm a blank, how about, you know, coming up with a couple of hints, saying something like, you know, I could tell you, but it might be more fun for you to guess. So I'm going to give you three hints and I want you to try to guess what it is that I do, right? So it could be something like this. A woman might say something like, so let's see, well, I love kids. Love kids. Yeah, I make them cry a lot. And, um, you know, and so what, what might that be? Well, pediatrician, let's say, right? Or a nurse, someone who, right? Pediatric nurse, someone who gives the kids the shots, they love the kids and, you know, they have them screaming, but they love them, something like that, right? So something as simple as that too, right? And then when it comes time, instead of then saying, okay, so that's what I do, so what do you do? And then you can say, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna ask what you do. Instead, I don't know, why do you do what you do? So why did you pick what you do, right? And so that's so much, more. okay, so that's so much, more. so it's, you know, lawyer. Oh, what, yeah, I'm a lawyer. That's kind of boring, but why, you know what? Oh, well, you know what? You know what? I am, I became a lawyer because, you know, I wanted to fight for the rights of X, Y, or Z, right? Okay, now this is more interesting. Or I became a, um, 
you know, I became a teacher because, and then share about a role model in someone's life, right? And share, that tells us a lot more about the person than just, okay, they went through three, you know, three years of law school or four years of med school or what have you. So we want to know why. So these are the kinds of things that I think really are conducive to connection, which is the currency of an amazing date, right? An that. amazing date yeah. is about connecting with someone. Yeah. And these are ways we can get there. Yeah, um, I love how uh, instead of just asking the typical question, what do you do for a living? It's like, okay, I, I'm i sure when you're setting them up on a date, do they kind of have the profile or kind of know a little bit about them? I don't know if they do, but asking someone why they chose that profession can actually spark even more conversations, right? So that's a good point. Uh, playing can, the game yeah. of guessing, that's unique. So. No, it can spark conversations, but it can spark meaningful conversations, mm -hmm. right? And that's what's really important is that people get burned out of just like oh, another drink. I'm just going to go for another drink and meet this person, right? Because it's like a meaningful conversation. And I think that, you know, kind of post-COVID, I think a lot of people are ready for, you know, meaning. You know, I want to, I just don't want to go through motions here. I want to have those meaningful conversations, right? right. And yet playful. Okay, so this is a balance, right? Of we want to go, we want to go deep. I tell her guys, you, you, you do like you want, you want to go, go meaningful. But at the same time, you want to, you want to keep it light. You want to keep it fun. You want to, you know, you want to have that banter. You want to have that playfulness, and and it's a balance there, right? What if um, what if I'm not a playful person, or I don't really have a sense of humor? How do I go about being more attractive to my date? in being that way if I'm not really a playful person in general. So like I'm maybe too serious. Maybe I'm like a two of a serious person at work. So it do you know what I mean? Like I could be maybe a doctor or a lawyer and I'm normally not playful at work because it's a very serious job. So how do I go about being almost a different personality on a date? Sure. So, well, first of all, I like to think, so all of us are so multidimensional, right? So in that sense, I, I actually think, I actually think everyone has a sense of humor. It's not the same sense of humor, which is why, and clearly, right? Clearly people who appreciate my sense of humor are truly people who have real senses of humor, right? We all kind of think that sense of humor just basically means you think of, you, you get my sense of humor, right? It's, it's very subjective. But I actually think everyone, right? It's, Everyone has different senses of humor, but I think that we all kind of, um, whether it's a level of wit or whether it's just being amused by life, right? Or whether it, you know, we all kind of have a sense of that. And some of us, you know, and I don't think there's sort of a one way, right? To have a sense of humor, one way to be playful. Okay, so I gave you some ways, that, you know, so I think we all have our sort of unique style of that. And part of this is development, part of it, part of it is sort of developing that and figuring that out in interactions, right? And, um, and even sometimes talking to people in our lives and asking them, you know, what they appreciate can can be a way to do that. And just kind of seeing what we gravitate towards and seeing, you know, um, what we appreciate. So I guess what I'm, I guess I'm answering your question by saying, 
let's find our own unique voices, okay? Um, because we don't have to pretend, like my view of playful may not at all resonate. Someone else might be like, that's like baddie, like that's nuts. I would never, that doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't, but there'll be another way of being playful that does, right? And so, in some of it's just sort of experimenting. I'm kind of going back to the empowered and the, and all of that too, in that, I can talk about what's not empowering. What's not empowering is a high level of self-consciousness, okay? So once we start saying things like, I'm not sure if I have a sense of humor, I'm not sure I might be too serious, we're kind of judging ourselves, right? And what are we judging ourselves against? A sort of barometer of, you know, what should be, like what, what, how we should be, right? And we're different from that and that's how, right? So um, there is, you know, for, you know, so there's a whole continuum of everything is my point. Right. And, um, and I think embrace, this goes back to the authenticity, right? So sort of embrace who you are. If you, if you are someone who is kind of thinks, um, certain things are just silly and they, they're like, that's just silly. So there'll be someone out there who actually also resonates with that kind of thing, silly. Right. So it's, um, we all sort of are different in a sense. And, um, I say go back to authenticity and just be you. Okay. okay. So, you know, don't try to be Jasmina's version of what playful is or May's version of what's here, you know, but just be you and have faith that, that will be recognized by someone out there is something pretty cool. So um, if you feel it's pretty cool, right? It's kind of one of those that you almost have to, you almost, you have to buy into yourself for someone else to really buy into you. Does that make sense? Like, so you're saying that just go ahead and be yourself on the date because the right person who thinks you're funny or thinks you're kind of playfulness is their kind of playfulness you'll find them if you just continue to go on a bunch of dates and to get yourself out there and meet a bunch of people to see if you click right i mean isn't that the whole point of dating is it is a numbers game i mean yes you can get to the results quicker by hiring a matchmaker or doing online dating uh, yet at the same time, it's, it is a numbers game. If you don't put yourself out there, then people can't find you. Right. And people can't get your sense of humor. If you don't put your sense of humor out there. So what, absolutely. So, okay. So I'm not a biggest fan of dating being a numbers game. So that's, I was kind of like, mm, yeah, but getting yourself out there. Absolutely. And I say that because I mean, that's what the apps are, right. And numbers like you can go meet a, a a person a second right so it's not the more the more is not the better in that sense and that's where kind of having a sense of self really helps because when you have a sense of self it can help you filter through a lot more effectively right and feeling like you need to date the planet to be able to get anywhere but that said i completely agree you have to get yourself out there right and you have to, um, you know, without getting yourself out there, it's a matter of, you know, if we were like, wait, someone loses their job, the last thing they're going to do is go sit on a park bench in Central Bank, Central Park and say, well, the right job is just going to find me. I'm just going to park it here for the next few weeks and the right job, it's going to just come right away. Nobody does that, right? Nobody says, oh, it's just going to find you, right? So I feel the same way about um, taking ownership of one's you know, partnership and partnership of personal life and really taking 
you know, really kind of co-creating your life as opposed to just letting it kind of happen. Um, but by the same, you know, by the same token, I think, you know, so you be part of it, right? You are actually, and, and so I tell our clients, you're in partnership with a matchmaker, right? It's not, you're not pressing a button, you're actually in partnership. And in a similar, you know, and if you're not, you know, retaining a matchmaker, then you, you know, you, you know, you are team you and you need to represent team you and you need to be an advocate for team you and you need to put out team you and market team you right in an authentic way so that whoever feels whoever is excited about team you signs on right so um so i you know it to me it's going to keep going back to, to these months of authenticity right embrace you know first you know have the introspection understand learn learn you okay learn you know you you'll learn more and more about you and dating helps that too so that's from that perspective the numbers of dating can really inform in terms of like what works with you you have so many ideas of what might work with us let's see in the empirical world what really what really works right for us what do we get along with because sometimes it's not just us right like we say it doesn't have to be someone who has your sense of humor or who has you it just has to be someone who appreciates right you. right and a lot of times it's gonna not be you right something complimentary to you is gonna probably for a lot of us is gonna work really great not just a mirror of us right which is sometimes one of the pitfalls we all you know people are like well you know i'm like this i need someone who's like this also and like this also but really no maybe actually what you really need is someone who is really going to appreciate that and maybe even lack some of that themselves and that's part of why they so appreciated in you so um so i think having some of these things in mind make it not be a numbers game but really more of a um enlightened way of you know uh, approaching and co-creating the personal life someone wants so you're saying dating is not a numbers game? I don't understand. Tell me. I'm a little it's bit not about a sheer that. numbers game. I'm saying that if dating were just a numbers game, it'd just be about, well, let me just take the planet and I'll be spit somewhere. And unfortunately, a lot of people are getting nowhere by right. dating the planet. So I don't um I don't think it's a pure numbers game. I don't think that the, the more the more, the more, the more is not necessarily going to lead to the partnerships, right? It's the, it's the enlightened dating, right? You know, I guess I like ease, like enlightened, empowered, right? But enlightened dating is about getting enlightened about yourself, okay? Learning about yourself. Study yourself. Learn what makes you tick. OK, once you know what makes you tick, you can convey that you can be authentic, be out there in an authentic way. Right. And have faith that, you know what, the people who find you right appealing in that way, you authentically appealing in that way. Those are the people that are gravitating towards you and take that seriously. Right. Someone is finding you, you know, OK, sometimes sometimes people are almost like, wow, if that person finds me. What's wrong with that person? Right. That's a, that's not the way to go. It's like be like love you, put yourself out there authentically, and the people who gravitate towards you take that very very seriously, right? Because they obviously have great taste, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, well, that's that's great way of putting it. So it's uh not dating is just a numbers game, but rather it's you should be more targeted at who you're searching and more with intention of who you're looking for and what you're 
end goal is, right? It's not just dating whoever and however, but at the same time, it's being more selective on who you're dating and give those people a real honest chance, even a second or third dates to really find out if you're a good match or not. Absolutely. Because you know what? We're so multidimensional. You don't know someone after, you know, uh, you know, spending an hour with them. Right. You have to, you know, you go deeper. I, I love the analogy of an onion. I use that constantly with our people, right? right? An onion, we could take an onion and we could unpeel the layers slowly, yeah. right? Learn more and more and more about someone. Yeah. We could hack it, right? Hack it. And sometimes, right? Because we work with people 20s to like, 60s plus okay and and sometimes when people are kind of feeling like wow you know i'm like the last person standing single here or whatever sometimes we can get tempted to just kind of pick that onion and you know what at first date i need to i need to learn everything because either i'm in or i'm out or you know i need to share with this person all this stuff so they can decide if they're going to call it they better call it right now i don't want to make that kind of attitude is a hack job, right? It is not conducive to connection. It tends to not be very effective, right? Yeah. So yeah. instead, I say have grace with ourselves, have grace with others, right? Understand none of us is out there in these perfect packages, right? right. We all have all these different you know, aspects to ourselves. We're going to slowly share of ourselves. We're going to learn of somebody else in a non-judgmental way. Just curious wow observe right we're not going to feel like we need to ask these you know interrogation questions another way right another thing i, I tell our clients like a great date right it's a great date it's like a it's like the last match in wimbledon okay it's where you've got you know the ball is being served it's being returned and then it's being returned and it's right. back and forth back and forth in this like fluid motion okay right. versus i don't know if any of you have been there but i've got kids so i've been to that like the very first first volleyball game for like uh second graders right they've never touched a ball never touched another Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's where it's like, okay, maybe sort of, I don't know, probably not the ball gets on the other side. Thud, it's there. Okay, then, okay, the ball again. Thud, it's on the other side. And it's just a matter of balls somehow landing on the other side. There's no volleying. It's just, and that's a bad date too, right? right. That's a date where someone's like, um, okay, so, so what do you do? Oh, I'm a lawyer. Okay. Um, and, uh, so where do you work? Oh, I work at ABC firm. Okay. And, you know, and it's just this back and forth and, okay, what am I, what, what am I going to say next? Oh, and so what do you like to, I play tennis and this person's thinking, I don't play tennis. Oh my God. And they're, then they start pitching, you know, for what else can I ask? Maybe there's some commonality. That's a bad date, right? right. Great date is right. Like, oh, you know, you learn, oh, wow. you know, and this other person's not a lawyer. Maybe they have no, you know, but it's like, wow. So what? What? So why'd you, what kind of lawyer? Oh, why'd you pick that specialty? So interesting. You know, it's building on, right? It's, right? I say something, I built on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and connection. So, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, that's a great way of describing it is peeling the layers and the volleying back and forth. And hopefully, people listening will take that into consideration when they're the ones that don't ask the good questions and don't get engaged in the conversation. So, but yeah, well, thank you so much, Jasmina, for your time today. And 
I will put all of your information in the show notes. So that's how people can find you. Any uh, last parting words? So I would love to welcome everybody, everybody to, um, you know, we have male clients, we have female clients. We have predominantly Indian Americans, but we've sort of all, you know, different religions, different ethnicities. So, and I connected with amazing matchmakers like me, where we, you know, can, you know, share our great people with each other. If there's someone that we have that, you know, one of my colleagues would um, love to connect their client with. So I'm encouraging everyone to go ahead, check out the, um, different resources free resources we have on our website to learn more about all things dating relationships as well as you know enter into our database you just never know right who we might have who may be a great fit for you so like welcome everyone to visit us well thank you jasmina for your time and we'll see you soon sounds great bye guys bye